Hi, my name is Austin on facility staff. You're listening to week four of Fall Street Podcast. The speaker for week four was Brian Mills, and we had 4,785 students in attendance. Enjoy. Good to be at Falls Creek. Come on. <clears throat> well, it's an honor to be back here and to be in this room. It is literally one of my favorite rooms to preach in because each and every time we just get to see God move. And anytime you get to be somewhere where God just consistently moves, it's an honor. And, uh, and so it's a privilege to be here with you and each and every one of you. I'd love a chance to meet you this week, to swing by your cabin, to do all that kind of stuff. Uh, my son's with me this week, and we would love to come by and say hello along the way. So just let us know when you're cooking the very best meal. And, uh, and, and we're in, y'all, right? Like... Like we're all in. My name's Brian Mills. I'm originally from the great state, God's country, Arkansas. And so, yeah, whoop pig. Come on. Got some. Y'all need to let me know where you're from here in a moment. Uh, so that's my, that's my home state. Uh, I have been a college pastor up in Fayetteville, Arkansas, where I've been doing college ministry for the past four years. I've been all over doing student ministry for over 20 years uh, from Houston, Texas, Nashville, Tennessee. I spent some time in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And now, so yeah, big, big Tulsa, come on. Uh, whatever y'all do for the hurricanes or whatever y'all are. Uh, I don't even, I forget what Tulsa is, praise God. I know what Arkansas is, a woo pig. And so along the years, I, uh, over the past four years, I've also been the chaplain for the University of Arkansas football program, along with being a college pastor. So you'll hear some stories along the way uh, that I'll share with you. Uh, it doesn't just mean I'm this uh, avid fan that's just a freak that knows too much about the University of Arkansas football program. It just means I spend a lot of time with those men and the coaches and along the way. And, and uh, being at the University of Arkansas, I'll share some stories of that. But in the midst of this journey, uh, about a month ago, uh, just to catch you up in my life, my family and I, we, uh, we just felt like God said it's time to go pastor a church. And, and so now we're in the process. I started two weeks ago, but we haven't officially moved yet. Our house closes, closes here in July, and we'll actually move down. But I'm moving to Oklahoma City, to the west side of Oklahoma City, to an area called uh, Yukon, Mustang, that kind of area. Is well, good to meet y'all. Y'all invite me so I can have some friends. My son and I can actually know some people. If you're from Mustang, my son's about to go to your school, and uh, and so yeah, so y'all invite me to your cabin so we can meet you and hang out, and so that my son can meet people that he'll actually go to school with. Uh, or if you need somebody on your basketball team later, the kid loves to play basketball, so he'll hoop with y'all and everything else. Uh, but we're we're in the process of moving, and I've started to pastor a church there in Yukon, which is crazy, right? Like, you, I leave Arkansas to go to uh, Weatherville in Oklahoma City, where you guys, y'all are crazy, man. I've downloaded every weather app there is in the app store since I moved to Oklahoma. And uh, I mean, it's just, and y'all's weathermen, they're nuts. Um, and those storm chasers, y'all ever watch that? It's like, <clears throat> I mean, those, those guys, they're my new heroes. And uh, I'm just, I'm so amazed. Anyways, uh, so I, I'm just adapting to 
the Oklahoma world, but don't worry. I'm not going to become an OSU fan, and I'm not going to become an OU fan. I'm going to stay an Arkansas fan, okay? So, <clears throat> woo pig. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. I love uh, uh, Boomer. <laughs> oh, gosh. Let's move on and get in the word before y'all start sinning. Because I've learned you between your two teams, I, it took me two weeks to learn this. Actually, it took me a day. I've just been affirmed in two weeks. That as soon as we bring up football, y'all step into sin. And uh, I don't know what it is here in Oklahoma. You just move into sin. And so I want to keep you out of sin, keep your pride low, and we need to stay in God's Word. Amen? And, uh, and we can do that. Uh, if you got your Bibles, I want you to open up. We'll get there in a minute. The Second Peter chapter 1. If you don't have your Bible, amen. If you don't have your Bible, you're going to want to bring your Bible weekend or each uh, sun or each each night. You're going to want to bring your Bible. The reason you want to bring your Bible is because we're going to go verse by verse through Second Peter chapter one. We're going to start and we're just going to make it to about verses eleven and twelve. But we're going to go verse by verse over the rest of this week, and we're going to unpack it and see how it applies to your life. Now, 2 Peter, what we find is we find the very last letter that Peter ever wrote. Matter of fact, the Nero, the man in charge of the government, right? He is persecuting believers, and Peter is in prison at the time he's writing 2 Peter. While he's in prison, he's about to be hung upside down on a cross. This is intense, y'all. Like, the man penning this letter here at the very end is about to hang upside down on a cross because of the name of Jesus. That is the man. And what he does in 2 Peter, in the first chapter of 2 Peter, we're, we're going to look and talk about how we've got to check the dashboard of our life, the gauges of our life. And then in the midst of checking the gauges of our life, watch this. Peter gives us seven plays we can run. And I'm going to give you seven plays that you, as followers of Christ, for you who have committed your life to Christ, many of you are going to commit your life to Christ this week, and you don't even know it yet, but I'm telling you, listen to me. When you open your heart up to what God has, God moves in your life. And when God moves in your life this week, I promise you, your life's going to be changed forever. And I can't wait to see the hundreds of you that say yes to Jesus this week. Because I believe you're here for that very purpose. That's why God brought you here. And it's going to be incredible, y'all. And it's going to be fun to watch a life change happen in you. But there's also some of you that already have a relationship with Jesus. And some of you burned out. And some of you gotten tired. And some of you been on those camp highs. And then you get on the lows because the culture begins to dominate your life. And some of you have gotten dried up spiritually. And I'm going to help you. I'm going to give you seven plays for your life where that will never happen again. All you got to do is lean in. All you got to do is write a few things down. All you got to do is bring the Word of God with you every week and or every, every night and circle some things. And I promise you by the end of the week, I'm going to help you in your walk with Christ. And I'm going to help you grow in your walk with Christ. But it starts tonight by you evaluating the gauges of your life, the dashboard of your life. Like I remember uh, my first ever vehicle. Any 16-year-olds in the room? 
Yeah, we got a few. Anybody that just got, a, just got their first vehicle? Anybody got their first vehicle? Yeah, I'll never forget my first vehicle. My first vehicle was a 1986, three-toned, light blue Ford Ranger that had four-cylinder engine where only two of them worked. It was the loudest engine you've ever heard in your life. When I pulled on the school campus, you could hear me coming a mile away, and it wasn't because I had a souped-up truck, and it wasn't because I added some cool mufflers to my truck. It's because my truck was so old and so redneck that, I mean, it was terrible. The thing went zero to 60, never, and I just didn't happen. But it, it sounded like, like one time my, my neighbor, we kind of lived out in the country, and and I was going home, and we lived through this little valley, this little dip, and, and you had to drive through it. And, and I was going down it, and, man, I had to hit the gas in my truck to get up the other side. Like, I mean, it, it's like, you, you know, uh, it's just not good. And, and you got to hit the gas to get up uh, the other side. It's backfiring on the way down. It's like my golf cart here. Every time I pass, half of you it backfires, which is fantastic watching you guys' faces when it backfires. And, uh, but you'll see me driving around. If I'm coming down a hill, I promise there's going to be a pop. And that was my truck. And, and so I'm flooring it to get it up this hill. My neighbor calls my mom and said, your son needs to slow down. As she pulls in our neighborhood, my mom goes, what are you talking about? She, she goes, well, your son is driving too fast. She goes, that's not possible. My neighbor goes, no, I heard him. She said, that's the difference. You heard him, but you didn't see him. Because he wasn't moving fast enough to pass your house when you heard him. You, lo- you heard him, looked out, and he wasn't there. That's because he hadn't made it to you yet because his truck goes too slow. I, I'm t- my truck was terrible. And who buys their son a three-tone light blue truck? Three-tone? I didn't even know there were three tones of light blue. Every time, every time in high school I went on a date, every time, truck broke down. Every single time. I'll never forget, I was driving Hot Springs, Arkansas, is where I grew up, and I was driving, and I remember one time I, I had this girl, and I, man, I liked this girl, right? Like I was like, man, I really like this girl. And I, I'm taking her to the movies, and my engine just blows up smoke comes out and I said hey if you'll look out that window I'll look out this window and we'll just keep on going and uh and and that's I just kept on going called my dad like hey can you come pick us up like uh, like I was in junior high again I don't even know why y'all date in junior high just your mama drive you around your FaceTime and DM and all that nonsense and uh so anyways and so this isn't a dating talk it's a first, second Peter talk right but here's the problem every time I looked on my dashboard there was a light flashing back at me And here's what I did with my truck a lot because I was a 16-year-old. I ignored the warning signs. And when you ignore the warning signs in your vehicle, you're eventually going to end up on the side of the road. Listen to me, every junior high, every middle school, every high schooler, every college student, every adult, every single person in the room, you want to get this because this is where we're going to live this week. For some of you, your dashboard's going like this. It's flashing at you, saying, warning, 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 you better get right, you're going off, you're about to blow up, you're, you're going down the wrong path, you're going the wrong direction, warning, and you're just putting, you're putting stuff over it, you're putting images over it, you're putting things over your life to block it so you can't see it anymore, and you're ignoring the warning signs, you're ignoring the Spirit of God that's trying to speak into your life, and here's what I ask of you this week. Here's what I ask, False Creek. 
I ask that you just open your heart up to what God has for you this week. That's it. Take the things off your dashboard and say, God, wherever I am this week, you say, well, I don't even know if I believe in God. Well, why don't you just pray it? See what God does in your life. You say, I just came here because my girlfriend drugged me here. Praise God. Maybe you'll give your life to Christ this week. Right? Well, my mama made me come. Good. That means she, means she loves you. And maybe God wants to do something crazy awesome in your life this week. But you got to get ready to look at the dashboard of life and just say, what's flashing? And so whatever's flashing at you, I want you to open your heart up to it this week. Because that's where Peter wants us to get to. And that's what Peter's saying to this church. See, this church had a lot of false teachers in it. This church had a lot of persecution coming at it. And due to where the church was that Peter was writing to, and in the midst of this church that he's writing to, he's saying, hey, y'all need to recognize the warning signs coming at you, and I want to help you because some of you are giving up on your faith. Some of you are fading away. Some of you have given up on church. Some of you have given up loving Jesus. Some of you are watching what I'm walking through, and you know I'm about to hang upside down on a cross, and as a result, you're saying, I don't want any of that. I don't want to do that, and so you're giving up, and so I've got a word for you. I've got a word for you, church, is what Peter says. And I want to read you a piece of that word. And we're going to start, we're just going to do verses 3 and 4 tonight, and then we'll continue on tomorrow. Let me read them to you, then we'll unpack them for a moment. His divine power, which is the source, right? The divine power. Now, let me preface this with this. Right here, Peter is writing to believers, to those who have surrendered their life over to Jesus Christ. See, when we surrender our life to Jesus Christ, the Bible teaches the Holy Spirit comes to live within us. The Bible teaches us that. And many of you, this week, the Spirit of Almighty God is going to step out of heaven and step into your life. And in the midst of that, it says His divine power. The Spirit of God living within you. Watch this. This is good. Believer, you need, to, you need to grab a hold of this. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life. You got it all. How? Through our knowledge of Him. The word knowledge right there represents a relationship. We'll come back to that. Not just religion, not just great insight, but a relationship with Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Through these, he's given us the very great and precious promises. What's, what's the promises? The word of God. So that through them, through the promises of Almighty God, which came to us through Jesus, you may participate in the divine nature. The divine nature being a lifestyle of godliness. You may participate in godliness is another way to translate that. Having escaped the corruption of the world caused by evil desires. So let's look at this. Real quick, I told you we're going to stay in Scripture and we're going to go verse by verse and we're going to do that. His divine power, I told you, is the Holy Spirit coming to live within you. As a believer, it has given you everything you need. Let me say this to you. If you are a follower of Christ in this room, because of Jesus, you've got everything you need. The problem is, what does the world do? The world begins to pull us, does it not? The culture begins to pull us. And we allow the cultural pull, and we want to fall for cultural coolness over godliness. And we want to have this search 
for cultural coolness, and we want to be defined as, hey, culturally, I can be cool, but if I'm going to be godly, I'm not going to be cool. And it's going to separate me. And if I choose God's way, it separates me from everybody in my school. And it separates me in my home. And it separates me from everything. It, it makes me different. That's Christianity. It makes you different. It changes you. 2 Corinthians 5.17, anyone who is in Christ is a new what? Creation, that's right. Look at your neighbor and say creation, be sure they're awake. That's right. A new creation. When you're saved, you're different. You've been made different. And what happens, you've got all you need living within you due to the power of the Holy Spirit. But then we go on this search. This search of of I, I need likes in my life, right? Like, like I need a lot of likes. Like I'm going to post on Instagram, and if it doesn't get enough likes, I'm going to delete it because I didn't get enough likes on that one. Or, or I, I'm going to do this certain thing on my story so that people can see me. Or I, I'm going to act this certain way at my school, and, and I'm going to do all of this stuff so that I can get it. I, I'm going to fish for compliments. I just want people to compliment me. So I, I'm going to go up to them and say, man, uh, nobody loves me. No, I'm not pretty. Keep telling me, right? Um, and we fish. And we do these things. Why? Because we're on a search. We long for the ways of the world. Because our purpose and our identity is built around the culture and not the word. Y'all ready? Peter's saying you're your identity is placed in the ways of the world and the ways of the culture instead of in the Word. We can no longer allow the culture to define our theology. We must stick into the theology of the Word of God. We must stay into the depths of the Word of God. We must live out the Word, not the culture. We're not, a, well, listen, God didn't put you on the planet. Your purpose is not to live out the ways of the world, it's to live out the ways of God. That's why you're designed. That's who you are, whether you're a sixth grader, whether you're a 12-year-old boy like my son Parker, or you're an 18-year-old girl, or you're a a senior adult, or you're a a college, your purpose is greater than your now. Do you know that? Wherever you are right now, your purpose is greater because it's God-sized, and God's a lot bigger than today. But he meets you right where you are today. And Peter wants you to get that. Peter wants you to understand your purpose is greater, it's stronger, and he wants you to change your perspective in it, and he wants you to see that you don't need to let the culture to define your purpose. See, the church of the day was letting the culture define their purpose, and we need to understand we got the divine power of Almighty God living in us. Amen? Like when I got saved, I got the Holy Spirit. When I got the Holy Spirit, I got the same Spirit that rose Almighty God, Jesus Christ, from the dead. It lives within me. I can overcome. And some of you need to hear that because the dashboard of life is going off and you're like, I don't know. I don't know, Pastor Brian. Whew. I don't know if I can do that. Uh, if you're a follower of Christ, there is no temptation too great according to 1 Corinthians 10, 13. Uh, the reason, I'll move on from this one piece of this text. Uh, you know why we burn out a lot as followers of Christ? Why we have the camp high or the disciple now high or 
the spiritual moment high, then we dip back down into the culture. Um, a lot of times it's because we forget that the divine power lives within us and we don't spend time with him daily. We just don't spend time with Jesus. When we recognize that greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. Amen. Like I, I've, got, I've got God Almighty living with it. The divine power lives in me. And uh, as a result.